Welcome to episode 75 of Near Death Dolls. I'm Lisa. And I'm Paige. And we're your hosties with the mosties. Well, talking about ghosties. And other A-list celebrity shit. Girl, roll out the red carpet, because Lisa will be telling us about the (laughs) mysterious death of actress Natalie Wood. That is right. And this one is actually still an open case to this day. Damn. All right. We're going to solve it. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) But before we dive in, Paige... What are you drinking? I'm so glad you asked, Lisa, because today I put in some effort behind my drink. (laughs) As you know, I'm still taking Zoloft, so I can't have alcohol. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, they've suggested not to have alcohol. Highly suggested, yes. Yes, highly (laughs) suggested. And I haven't had any since I started. But I do have a drink today, a mocktail that I've made. Oh, can you see that? It's a skull. It's a skull. It's a skull. Oh, that's Isn't that awesome. cool? is it? Is it as technically a shot glass? I can't tell how. Like, how it's big short. It is. Yeah, it's okay. it's it's like a double shot glass, maybe. Okay, that's awesome. So it's the glass uh, on the outside, like a normal glass, and the inside yeah. is what's uh, skull shaped. So it's very cool. I want some of those. I've it's seen so them. Cool. I need to buy some. I think get some. Until Kyle for Christmas, I need skull glasses. <laughs> Definitely. Oh my god, it's so cool. It's at the house I'm staying at, so they're not mine, but. Anyway, so no, no. it's a cool glass, super cool glass, and the drink I'm drinking today mm-hmm. is called a ginger snap mocktail. Oh, cute. No, so. that's, that's awesome. What's in it? So I have a, um, what's it called? It's ginger beer. Mm-hmm. Which is non-alcoholic, or some, there's some non-alcoholic versions. Right. It's a non-alcoholic yeah. one, and it's mm-hmm. fever tree? Fever yes. tree. Fever tree is very good. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. Intense. Packs mm-hmm. a punch, which yeah. it should as ginger beer. <laughs> it should. Yeah. So I've got ginger beer um, with some Topo Chico to kind mm-hmm. of lessen that uh, gingeriness, and a dollop of cinnamon ice cream. Oh, lovely. Okay, I was like, yeah. it looks a little creamy. I was wondering what that is. That's nice. Mm-hmm. How's it taste? Oh, it's so good. Oh, man. The ginger. I didn't know if the ginger and the cinnamon would work. It's supposed. I mean, that was what the drink recipe was, but mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. It's very good. Nice. Oh, yeah. Mm. Especially because it's so, it's balls hot in San <laughs> oh, Diego. Yeah, it was, it was kind of toasty uh, in the middle of the day today. Oh, man. Yeah, so it's like. A little bit of ice cream in the drink. I'll take that refreshment. Thank you. That sounds lovely. Yeah, pretty great. How about you, Lisa? What are you drinking? Well, since this is going to be coming out uh, around the holidays, um, I am drinking... Okay, so Truly put out their holiday variety pack yeah. of new flavors that I've never had before. Interesting. OMG. Okay, uh, there's four flavors. There's a Cran Orange... There is a pomegranate ginger. Oh, that sounds good. There is an apple apple spice or something like that. And then the one I'm drinking is the holiday sangria. And let me tell you, I really thought I was going to like the crayon orange because I love that flavor combination. It's okay. It's good, but not my favorite. Interesting. Uh, Yeah, I really thought I'd like that one. This holiday sangria and the apple spice one are so good i don't know what i can't pick up on what flavor that is it's like a cinnamon 
um, uh, maybe clove or allspice, like like kind of like a pumpkin spice uh, flavors, almost without being pumpkin spicey. Good because uh, you don't like pumpkin spice. <laughs> not not particular, not pumpkin spice lattes. I do like pumpkin pie and pie, pumpkin spices, oh, yeah. but this does have something. I can't put my finger on what it is, but it's a spice, like mm. a, a culmination of spices in this drink. Can it's I so that? good. Yes. How, it's very pretty. It is a very pretty bottle of Truly. Oh, sangria. Yeah, it's very cute. Mm, nice. Serve so, warm. Did it say warm? Oh, no, no, no. It said uh, serve cold and get warm. Oh, that's yeah. cute. Okay. I was like, weird. I like don't know the, how that will taste it warm. No, no. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the cans are very festive. Kyle bought him for me and surprised me. I was so tickled pink. I was smiling all night because I was like, you thought of me when you went to the grocery store? Because he never goes to the grocery store, number one. And number two, he saw him. He's like, I went to get some yingling. And then I saw those. I was like, I'll get them for Lisa. And they're all, they're very good. They're all really good. But my favorite are the holiday sangria and the apple spice one. I forgot what it's called exactly, but apple something. And it's, they're just so good. I don't know what else to say. For Churley's, they're, I mean... That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's cool because I have ginger snap drink. Yeah. So we've got like holiday themes. Having... Yeah. It's holiday theme because I think this is coming out right after. Um, I think this is going to be a Black Monday episode if I'm not mistaken. Oh, not... dang. That Cyber... Is called Bla... Cyber, Cyber Monday. Monday. Cyber Monday. Black Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Black Friday. Cyber Monday. <laughs> it's coming out right after Thanksgiving. And the uh, end of the story kind of takes place on thanksgiving weekend so that's why i chose this episode this uh, topic for this episode apropos mm. i think so <laughs> all right <laughs> so how job. about we how about we jump into this all right Paige says she doesn't know much about this one so uh nope i'm excited to hear more about natalie wood let's walk down the red carpet first get our picture taken you got all your right. pretty dress on <laughs> i do have it on i should have worn like a prom dress or something <laughs> don't think i have one anymore I've only recently gotten rid of mine, and I'm upset that I had to do that. (laughs) No, I got rid of mine. So, Natalie Wood was born Natalia Zakarenko, July 20th, 1938, in San Francisco, California, to immigrants Nikolai and Maria Zakarenko. Oh, dang. Okay. Are they They Russian? Well, yes. The father is Russian, and the mother, I believe, is Siberian. So, they ended up calling Natalia Natasha. Um, I think that's kind of like the Russian version of Natalia, Natasha. So they just called her Natasha, which I think is very pretty. Either one. I do too. I love that name. Yeah, both of those names. So Natasha was a middle child. Her mother had a daughter, Olga, from a previous marriage. Her father was a carpenter, and her mother had been a former ballerina. Oh, cool. So Maria, Natasha's mother, dreamed of stardom but felt her chance had already passed. So she believed... It, uh, she should push N- Natasha to have a showbiz career so she could live vicariously through her daughter. Oh, okay. So she couldn't be a baller. She couldn't be a famous ballerina anyway. Uh-huh. So she's like, you do something, <laughs> right? <laughs> momager. Say, oh, momager, indeed. I think I titled momager somewhere down the line. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> a little section about the mom. Uh, so. Uh, it said that Natasha's mother had seen a psychic when she was younger, and the psychic said that one of her children would be famous, internationally known. That sounds pretty good, right? Unless it's for being murdered. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so but the psychic also had another prediction. Beware of dark waters. Oh, like uh, the Pacific off of L.A.? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. 
So Maria warned all her daughters to stay away from swimming pools, um, going to the beach or lakes. And this frightened Natasha so much that she never learned how to swim and she would not get in pools. She wouldn't go like swimming in the ocean, like none of that. She was so terrified from her mother telling her, you know, a psychic predicted something bad would happen if you go into water. So she never even learned to swim. What if you're drinking it, though? What if you're drinking dark water and it's bad? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe you shouldn't drink dark water. I guess not. (laughs) I don't know what dark water would be. Like rum. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds all right to me. Mm -hmm. So when Natasha was almost five years old, the movie Happy Land was going to have a scene filmed not far from the Zakarenka's home. Happy Land. Never heard of it. I mean, yeah, this is what, in the the 30s, 40s? Yeah, like in the 40s. Uh, So a lot of the neighborhood turned out to watch the filming. While they were standing outside, Natasha caught the eye of the director. He asked Maria if Natasha would like to be in a short scene in the movie. And, of course, Maria's like, yeah, absolutely, go. (laughs) Is there any water? No? Okay. (laughs) All Natasha had to do for the scene was drop an ice cream cone on the ground. Oh, easy peasy. Easy peasy. She could do that. I could do yeah. that. No one's yeah. me. I don't, I don't want to, but I would like to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> right. The director kept in touch with the family, and two years later, he called up Maria to see if they could have Natasha do a screen test for a role in a movie called Tomorrow is Forever. Tomorrow is forever. It's true. It is. <laughs> Profound. <laughs> she got the part and got to work with Orson Welles on this movie. Oh, Orson Welles. Yeah. Big name. So now as I go on, I'm going to start calling Natasha Natalie because I believe she changed her name to something more American at the advice of uh, like directors and casting people. They're like, yeah, let's let's not go with uh, Natasha Zakarenko. Let's go with (laughs) Natalie Wood. Oh, okay. That's uh, her stage name. Okay. That is. Mm -hmm. So I'll be calling her Natalie from now on. like I said, this wasn't at her own request. The studios did this for her and was like, okay. Um, was she just like, okay, fine? Or was she like, yeah, whatever I need to do? I think it was whatever she needed to do. And her mom was also, she, she, she's the OG momager, okay, Maria? Okay. She is savage, okay? This, if you think uh, the Kardashian mom is bad... oh shit she took notes from this lady (laughs) probably so during the filming of tomorrow's forever there's a scene where natalie needed to cry on cue but she was having a hard time doing it so Uh maria pulled natalie aside and said hey start thinking about what if our dog died oh my god like trying to get her to get into tears but um that wasn't doing it quite for natalie she's like i know my dog's fine so Maria saw a jar of butterflies. She took one and tore it up in front of Natalie, ripped the wings off. Oh, my and God. poor Natalie was traumatized and just started bawling. And Maria grabbed her, ran her back on set and said, okay, she's ready for her scene. Oh, my God. Okay, so she wasn't on set when she did that. I was going to say somebody on the set is going to be like, hey, that's a prop. We need those. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was thinking, too. I'm like, who just has a thing of butterflies? I mean, it was, I think it was like on set, but kind of backstage, kind of somewhere, like not in front of everyone. But yeah, this, and I believe this is according to Natalie herself. It's not just some, you know, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't somebody being like, and then I saw a butterfly get torn up. (laughs) Right. So Natalie went on to work, um, 
in a few other movies in her younger years, including one that she's probably best known for, I think at least for our generation page, uh, because they show it all the time. It's Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, uh, is she the little girl? Mm-hmm. No way. Mm-hmm. Okay, Susan, I know who Susan she is. Walker. Yeah, now you know who she is. <laughs> Damn. So she was like, you said she was about five years old, maybe seven years old by this time. Uh, by this time, I believe she was like nine or ten. Oh, okay. Okay. She's a little bit older at this point. Um, so if you don't know anything about Miracle on 34th Street, it's um. It's about a little girl named Susan who's played by Natalie who doesn't believe in Santa. Like her mom tells her like, no, let's be real. Santa's not real. Uh, <laughs> and, and then she meets the mall Santa who just happens to be the real Santa. And there's actually a trial to prove that he's the real Santa. Do you remember that part? I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, now I can appreciate that there was a courtroom scene <laughs> in a Christmas movie. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Right now, I'm like, they wouldn't do that. Objection. You, know, like, yeah. you start watching it like a true crime <laughs> fan. <laughs> exactly. Um, now, I say that's probably the most the movie most of our generation would remember because, like I said, it comes on during the holidays. Um, yeah, and then they remade it with the old man from Jurassic Park, I think, as Santa, and Matilda as the little girl. Omar um, Wilson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I actually have never seen that one. I've only ever seen this old version. So they're 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 basically the same movie just black and white in color yeah (laughs) so i doubt i would have been interested in tomorrow's forever as a young girl like it's like yeah and i'll be honest i don't think i've seen any other movies or tv shows that had natalie wood in them just because they are older and there's kind of no reason that sounds really bad i'm like there's no reason if you're into I know, right? There's people who are into classic movies. Oh, sure. I kind of, sure. I go back to like, I, I've seen some old movies that are good, but I'm mm-hmm. not seeking them out. Yeah, no. Um, and there's a couple movies on here you may actually have seen her in, but I have Oh, not. okay. Um, so, directors in the studio were very impressed by Natalie's performance and professionalism. Uh, she was cast as the daughter role in a lot of movies spanning from 1947 to 1955. So nice. she was, wow. Yeah. So she got a lot of roles as kind of like the, the daughter or the kid or whatever in the movie. So now around the age of 15, Natalie was growing up and getting tired of the little girl roles. She felt ready to yeah. do something more age appropriate, but typecasting is a bitch and not a lot of casting directors saw her as a young woman. They just saw her as a, the kid. Right. She's still short and like she hadn't hit a growth spurt or something. Um, Maybe not, but I mean, if you're dressing to play a child, you're going to look more like a child. If you're dressing to play an adult, you're going to look a little more adult. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I was just thinking about it because uh, Judy Garland, didn't she, she, the producer started making her take like hormones and shit, like to stunt her growth so that she could keep playing young characters. I don't know. I'm not really that familiar with Judy Garland's story. Oh, it's intense. It's intense. Maybe I'll do an episode on it. It's not like true crimey. It's just interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So Natalie read the script for the movie Rebel Without a Cause and loved it. Uh, She wanted to do this movie against her parents' wishes. And she had always been told by her mother which role she could take. But this is one that she truly wanted for herself. Dang, okay. I've never actually seen it. I've heard of it. I know it's right. like a Has popular... James Dean. Mm-hmm. James Dean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have mm-hmm. you seen it? I have not. Okay. Okay. Now, it's rumored that 16-year-old Natalie wanted to show the director that she could take on more mature, m- more mature roles uh, and seduced him. 
Oh, oh, okay, that's cr- okay. That's what she meant by mature. She's like, look, I can be mature. <laughs> now, I can get into all the shit that's wrong with this, but we're just going to kind of keep going just to tell the story. Hashtag. No, that's fine. That's fine, yeah. Ha- hashtag underage sex with a 44-year-old director is rape. Anyways, right. yeah, statutory, <laughs> even if it was her choice. Yeah, that's right. Even right. if she consented, she cannot consent. She's an underage child, okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, so anyway... <laughs> I guess this wasn't enough to get Natalie the role in Rebel Without a Cause, but not long after, she was in a drunken car accident with Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper? Yes. Fuck. Uh, I guess it wasn't, I don't think it was too bad, but so the director she was sleeping with went to visit her, and while he was in the room, the doctor called Natalie a, quote, goddamn juvenile delinquent. Oh, shit. Okay. And mince words there. (laughs) Nope. She yelled to the director, boyfriend, whatever. Did you hear what he called me? He called me a goddamn juvenile delinquent. Do I get the part now? Oh, shit. Okay. She's like, see, I am mature, right? Right? <laughs> and that she and that she could get the part, like, she could play this part of it. You know, I, I, honestly, I have no idea what her role was exactly. I think she played opposite uh, Jamesine, but I think she would have to be kind of a bad girl in some form or fashion. I'm sorry, I've never seen it, but guess what? She got the part. Ah, okay. So, she, okay, damn. The director's like, well, you know, you're my mistress and all, so. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, now we're going to talk about Momager a little bit. This is where I, like, yeah. Momager. <laughs> it's not good. So, oh, God. The role opened, this role opened the door for Natalie to get more adult roles. Um, unfortunately, her mother continued to oversee her career in a lot of ways. Um, according to biographer Suzanne Finstad, Maria, Natalie's mother, pushed her into a sexual relationship with Frank Sinatra while she was what? underage to curry favor in the industry. Holy shit. So, okay, holy crap, but she's still like a baby. She's, I believe, still underage at this point. Frankie, how dare you? Old blue Dennis eyes. Hopper, too, probably. I, maybe. <laughs> uh, that would also mean, like we said, this is, if this is true. Frank Sinatra is also guilty in participating in rape. Yeah. Yes. And you know what? Sadly, that doesn't surprise me. You know, it was the time the time period back then, like there was a lot going on behind the scenes. There was a lot of bad stuff. Mm-hmm. So Lana Wood, who is Natalie's younger sister, just came out with a book where I'm kind of mad because it literally like just came out like a day or two ago, so I had no time to read what? it. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> but in this book, she also claims that actor Kirk Douglas also raped Natalie. Oh, my God. Okay. She was unfortunately being passed around. That's awful. And her yeah. mom encouraged it. Her mom encouraged it, um, according to lots of sources. Um, so, yeah, Kirk Douglas raped Natalie and definitely not a consensual on her part. She did not go in necessarily with the intention of wanting to participate in this um this and this happened while her sister and her mom waited outside in the car what oh oh her mom sent her in like her mom sent her in her sister lana and the mom sat in the car and waited until she got out so lana said she didn't know what happened until later because i think i think lana was between the ages of like seven and nine she was younger uh, but she remembers her sister crying when she got back in the ca- once she got back in the car, and her mother advising her not to tell anyone as it would destroy her career. Oh my god! 
I wonder if this was another thing where she's like, yeah, yeah, have sex with Kirk Douglas. Just don't tell anybody. You know what? It, this feels Might a lot Might as well like, have um, at that point. What's that dude, that the really gross guy, the producer dude? Weinstein? Weinstein. This has Weinstein stink all over it. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's from that old generation of asshole producers. Maybe or, not that far know, back, but definitely the same no, mentality. No, but, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, he learned from it. <laughs> yeah. When it used to be acceptable. Anyway. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Uh, now we're going to talk about Natalie's first marriage to uh, actor Robert Wagner. Have you ever heard of oh, him? Oh, yes. Okay. What, what do you know him from? I just know the name. Okay. I can't think okay. of what he's actually no, been No, no, in. it's fine. It's fine. Uh, in a People magazine article from 1976, Natalie remembers her first encounter with him. She says, I was 10 and he was 18 when I saw him walking down the hall at 20th Century Fox. And I turned to my mother and said, I'm going to marry him. Whoa. So she, 10? <laughs> Damn. You know how little kids are like, <gasps> I know I said I was going to marry Leonardo DiCaprio like every day for like a year. I, I think you're single if you're still interested. <laughs> not really interested anymore. Pretty sure I'm married. Mm. Um, <laughs> it could be a technicality. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good. Um, but anyway, so that's, that was her first kind of encounter. And she always had a crush on him. Um, a quick overview of Robert Wagner, a.k.a. RJ, to his friends. And I'll probably call him RJ. Um, Dang. A little bit. Okay, RJ. RJ. So he was born in Michigan in 1930, then moved to California as a child. Signed a contract with 20th Century Fox Studios when he was a teenager. Went on to be in many movies and TV shows. And we'll talk about him more throughout the episode. But that's, he's an actor. Older actor. When they get married. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it still works this way in the entertainment industry. I kind of think it does, but I'm not 100% sure. But the studio, because they w both worked for uh, 20th Century Fox, set up a date between Natalie and Robert in 1965. He was 26 and she was 18, I believe. Okay, great. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, see, I think they also set up um, dates with her and a couple other celebrities, uh, one of them being Tad Hunter. I don't know if you know who he mm. is. I had to look him up. I had it. Um, he was gorgeous back in the day, but he also was gay, so she was just kind of like playing an opposite to him to make him look like he was straight. Okay. I don't know okay. if she knew it at the time. That. Yeah, I don't know if she knew it at the time. She might have been used, I guess, kind of in a way to, you know. <clears throat> well, she, it seems like she was used a lot anyway. Yeah, she just got passed around in mm -hmm. many ways. Any, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, obviously, I could be absolutely wrong about this. Wasn't Robert Wagner also gay? Somebody's getting mad right now <laughs> listening to me say that. <laughs> if it didn't come up in your research, he's probably not. All right, we'll, we'll move on. I'll, we'll talk about something. Okay, so Natalie and Robert hit it off. And not long after, Robert proposed to Natalie by putting an engagement ring in her champagne at dinner one night. Oh, how romantic. <laughs> Don't drink it. Don't drink it. <laughs> yeah, I, my dumb ass would drink it. Yeah, like, <laughs> will you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even have the words. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Speechless. Speechless. <laughs> Natalie and Robert were America's sweethearts, and they married in 1957. Okay. Dang. Yeah. From the outside, everything was perfect until it wasn't. Oh, shit. True crime <laughs> documentary style. Oh, shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I believe there was some resentment on Robert's part as Natalie was considered the more famous of the two. She had been acting what? longer than him and likely got paid more than him, which that what? doesn't really happen <laughs> for women. No. Uh, I was like, she's a woman. And back then, I mean, I've, I've heard of him more than I've heard of her. I've heard of her for true crime reasons, not for mm-hmm. being an actor. Yeah. No, um, she got paid more because she did more big movies. He did... He did some movies, but he'll he'll end up finding his, like, niche in TV. Mm, okay. So. Uh, but that's something that can happen in relationships, like resentments. You know, one partner earns more or one takes on more responsibilities maybe at home. You know, you know it, it's, it's just a part of relationships, and you just have to yeah. make sure you have some kind of understanding. Anyways, so they just get married. Yeah, communicate. There we go. She. Okay, so... <laughs> Um, so it got worse when Natalie went on to make the movie Splendor in the Grass with actor Warren Beatty. Oh, Warren mm. Beatty. Okay. It said they had. Pie. <laughs> he's all right. Not my <laughs> but he's all right. So, uh, it said they had like really amazing chemistry and were very close, which made Robert C. Red. Oh, shit. He's like, that's my wife. Mm-hmm. That was 10 years old when I first saw her. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so in an autobiography of Robert Wagner, he admits to being so jealous, he actually took a gun and followed Warren Beatty home and sat outside contemplating shooting him. Oh he, my God. He does not do this, of course, but still, he, he admits to being that jealous. Holy shit, dude. That would have made huge waves. Like, oh my God. Right. <sighs> But, like I said, he didn't do that. But to Natalie, it was starting to become very apparent that Robert was a very jealous man. Damn, that's not fun. That is not fun to be with someone like that. I have been with someone who's very jealous. And it's just, like, constantly. At first, you're like, oh, they they really care. And Mm -hmm. I just have to show them that I am, like, you know. Trustworthy. Yeah, trustworthy and honest. And then after a while, that you realize it has nothing to do with that. It's all on them. You're like, I can't only show you so much. I can't, you know. Yeah. To film myself it's not everywhere I go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it, yeah, it's it, in relationships, like me and Sam, he's not jealous at all whatsoever. And part of me is like, can't you be like a little bit jealous? But it's so much better than being with someone who's actually jealous. Yeah. I'd rather go the other way than be with someone who's on the jealous side yeah definitely (laughs) so their relationship disintegrated and there's two theories as to why Hmm. one theory is i'm saying theory is that natalie and warren Beatty had an affair oh okay well they had a lot of good chemistry and it was a sexy movie it sounded like something about splendor in the grass Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know if it was sexy or not (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay, okay. Didn't really research the movies. Okay, but the other theory. This is the more salacious one, and I think, Paige, you kind of got it right. Uh, it's rumored that one night, Natalie walked in on Robert mid-coitus with their male butler. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. He is gay, maybe. Or bisexual, and that's fine. You know what? Theory. I know? Allegedly, I'm not going to say uh, yes or no to this. Uh. We do not need to be sued. This is just one of the things, okay? He didn't so, put that in his autobiography. He I talked did. about the gun that he toted around. Nope. <laughs> so when Natalie saw this, she was holding a glass, like a, I guess she had poured herself a drink. She was holding a glass in her hand, 
and it shattered from her squeezing it so hard and cut her hand. And shit. Lana Wood, Natalie's sister, remembers Natalie coming over to her mother's house in hysterics with like a bloody hand. Oh my god. Now, it's said by a few different sources that when they filed for divorce, Natalie allowed the rumor that she was the unfaithful one in the relationship to get out to protect Robert's reputation. That's too nice of her. I don't care. Who cares? Who cares? When you have, like, publicists and everything, it's like, okay, which would be worse? Like, him get, Or maybe they turn it around on her and be like, how does it make you look that you couldn't satisfy your man? He had to go to another man. Or he had to, you know. That's true. That's a know. good point. Maybe she thought it was just easier to be like, yeah, oh, yeah, it was me. Right. So I, I don't really know. I don't. I don't think we'll ever know because that's kind of between Natalie and Robert at this point. Yeah, and they're not around anymore. So. Oh, Robert Wagner's still alive. Is he still alive? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? How dare he be <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. So they, did, they separated in 1961 and divorced a year later. Okay. Okay, so they only married. Let me see. When did they actually get married? It was in the they early married- 50s? They married in 1957. So oh. 57 to 62. Ah, okay. okay. Not Just long. a handful of years. Yeah. yeah. Hollywood so, style. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that's actually pretty long for Hollywood. <laughs> that's not bad, yeah. <laughs> so Natalie began working on herself, going to therapy, and then started dating again. I, I loved, uh, I'll tell you my sources in a bit, but I loved hearing about how she wanted to go to therapy to, you know, make sure she was okay mentally um that's awesome take care of yourself you're probably absolutely. not okay after all the shit you've been through <laughs> it only gets worse. hell no oh god okay so anyway so she starts dating and this time she did date her former co-star warren Beatty, but they didn't last very long oh okay it was uh like a it burned out quick okay <laughs> yeah it seemed to it seemed to uh she dated a few others before settling on a british producer named richard gregson They married in 1969 and had a daughter, Natasha, uh, but then they divorced as well. I do like that she named her daughter after her original name. Yeah. So Natalie claims it was amicable, but it's rumored that she caught him cheating as well. Damn. Not with another man, with a woman, but yeah. Still, right? Right? It's like, ah, bad luck on her part. Yeah. Getting with all these guys. (sighs) Yeah. So, also, I didn't write it down. But I saw something that said Natalie Wood dated Michael Caine. And I love that. I love Michael Caine. I hope Caine. it's true. I, hope I it's do true too. too. <laughs> I have to say, so, he he played the best Scrooge in Muppet Christmas Carol. I know it's like a, a, a goofy movie, but he played an amazing Scrooge. It's not a goofy. Well, I don't think. I, okay. It's a Muppet movie. It's a There's Muppet a, movie. It's a musical. Yeah. Whatever. Some people think it's goofy. And for kids, I watch it every year at Every Christmas. year every so year good. my dad will call me and be like have you watched muppet christmas carol yet and i'm like i'm watching it now <laughs> my dad loves muppets too so <laughs> oh good good muppets yeah. are awesome they One. are awesome michael Caine did an amazing job as ebenezer scrooge too and i've heard that he said he would only do the movie if he could play it straight like he's like yes. the muppets can be around being goofy i mm-hmm. will play it a straight ebenezer scrooge and he it did. just worked so good it really did i i have heard that too that he's like like i'm not gonna be goofy i'm just gonna go do it straight and he did and he was phenomenal i i get chills oh, i got chills I, right now i got chills i got chills right now <laughs> <laughs> I love Michael Caine. He may be a terrible yeah. person in real life. I don't know, but I love his acting. Oh, he's, yeah. He's I great. have no idea. 
no idea his real life. I do like his accent a lot. I do too. I do too. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I'm such an ass. But one day in 19XX, because I forgot to fill in the blanks. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I've done that. I'm like, whoop, skipping over that part. <laughs> one day, sometime in the 1900s. <laughs> Okay, so Natalie invites her family over for dinner. Okay, okay. Uh, they all get her there. Her bitch mom. Yeah, her mom. I don't know if her dad came or not. Um, her sister Lana was there, her kids, uh, her kid. Um. Oh. Anyway, so someone walks out of the kitchen. Someone. To, so, to everyone's surprise, it's Robert Wagner. Oh, her, shit. Her first husband. I think, skip back. Natalie announces she and Robert are getting back together and planning to remarry. Oh, God. Okay. I mean, I've heard of people doing this for sure, where they're like, my first and third ex-husband, because it's like the same person. And it's like, is that a good idea? If it didn't work the first time, I don't know. What's the name of that lady that did this a bunch? I was like, uh, I'm like doing the eyes. She played Cleopatra. What's her oh, name? Oh, um, Elizabeth Taylor. Yes, Elizabeth Taylor did this, where she, like, married, divorced, mm. remarried. Burton somebody. Richard Burton? Robert that Burton. sounds about, that sounds about right. Richard Burton? Some, I think, yeah. yeah, Richard Burton. Yeah, yeah, because right. he was in, I think he was either Caesar or Antony in that Cleopatra movie. Okay, cool. Yeah, I believe I you. Think. I believe I you. Think. We'll take it. So, anyways, <laughs> they're getting back together. Oh, my goodness. How is it going to turn out this time? <laughs> Natalie and RJ, that's what I want to call them, uh, mm. reconnected at a mutual friend's party. And they're mm. like, you know, we've, we've both gotten a little, a little older, a little wiser, and we're still mm. in love. Okay. okay. However, when Natalie's oh. sister, Lana, who they were very close. There's a lot of Lana, okay? Uh -huh. oh. When she asked her sister why she was going to remarry him, the answer she gave was, unsettling uh oh she said quote better the devil you know than the devil you don't what the fuck is she talking about right so lana said in an interview she wished natalie would have said it's because she loved him and missed him and you know they've matured and they reconnected yeah. but no she said the devil you know and that's not I've, a good sign no not for relationships no it better be single in my opinion, yes. I, but I will admit, back in my younger years, I dated someone and then I'd leave and then come back because I felt comfortable. It wasn't a good situation, but I at least I knew what to expect. I know what you mean. I've been yeah. there. Like, going, like, off and on again kind of yeah. thing. I've done that before. Yeah, it's it, not it, healthy, but... No, it's not. You learn. You do. You learn. You live and you learn, Paige. We've done yeah, that. We've learned something. Oof. So... I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have. Uh, so they ended up remarrying, and they had a daughter together named Courtney. Um, mm. Well, I mean, they named her Courtney. She didn't just come out and was like, hey, I'm Courtney. Nice to meet you. Finger guns. She's got a name tag. Yeah. Finger guns. <laughs> <laughs> so Natalie said in an interview that she, both she and RJ had matured, and they were different people from when they first got together. But I, uh, And he's a devil. I mean, I mean, we're matured now. <laughs> right. So during the years between having her first daughter and her daughter with RJ, Natalie hadn't done a lot of filming as much as she had before. She kind of kind of went into semi-retirement. She just kind of wanted to focus mm. on being a mom. She really enjoyed oh, that. Yeah, that was always like her big thing. And uh, she just wanted to be there for her girls. 
That's nice. It's nice that it was her choice and not just like Hollywood being like, ew, you were pregnant. Yeah, yeah. No, this is not uh, Elvis Presley with his weirdness. Um, hmm. But anyway, so she was ready at this point for a reboot of her career. So besides a few small roles in TV, she landed a role in a movie called Brainstorm. Opposite, none other than a previously mentioned actor from a past episode, Paige. From a past episode? Mm-hmm. Wait, you said, oh, oh, was it Bob Crane? No. Oh, shit. Um, fuck. It's gone. I don't do you know. need a hint? What is, I do need a hint, yes. He actually made a guest appearance on our episode. Christopher Walken? Yes! Oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm walking here. I don't know how to do a walking impression. <laughs> that, was, that was a beautiful walk <laughs> So Christopher Walken, he was hot, 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 hot in Hollywood at this point, having just won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor in The Deer Hunter. So he was oh. like flying high. He's A-list. Damn. Mm-hmm. When you say hot, I was like, I don't think he's hot. Oh, you mean hot, <laughs> like career-wise, okay. Career-wise. <laughs> very, very hot career-wise. You know, it's funny. I tried looking at pictures of him when he was younger. I found one picture. I was like, he's good looking. But all the rest, I'm just like, you're just Christopher Walken. I don't. He's creepy. Like in communion? So scary. He was so weird in communion. (laughs) I get that he was playing a role and he played it well, but it was weird. I don't think he was playing a role. He went off and did a lot of improv in that movie and it pissed off the director. He was just being himself or he just did what he wanted to do the whole time in communion. That's why it turned out so weird. Okay. Okay. There was that whole dance scene with aliens. That was pretty funny. It was funny. It was funny. funny. So (laughs) pairing up with Christopher Walken would give Natalie that boost back to the top of the A-list actors. But RJ, who found his own path in the acting world doing TV shows, literally was not too fond of this. Is he jealous again? Well, this meant Natalie and Walken would be on location elsewhere filming. (sighs) She's a fucking actor. What do you expect, you piece of shit? (laughs) I know. According to Natalie's sister, Lana, RJ began... Making remarks that showed his jealousy was starting to resurface, and Natalie was becoming aware that maybe he hadn't changed all that much from the time they were married the first time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's the, he's still the devil, you know. Yep. All right, now we're at Thanksgiving of 1981. Oh, almost time for Paige and Lisa to arrive to the world. Oh, <laughs> uh, we still have like the what? 80s. Yeah. Okay. I was like, we have like six years, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. It's just in our decade. <laughs> yes, we have made it somewhere uh (laughs) so the couple gets their families together for thanksgiving dinner but the following day though they decide they want to take their yacht called the splendor out to catalina island off the coast of los angeles california do you know about catalina island i've heard a lot about it i've never been my mom went she said it was lovely oh yes It, it sounds lovely um so natalie invited several friends and co-stars to join them on their yacht uh but most couldn't make it as it was a holiday weekend which i'm like yeah you're probably yeah i was like you're probably with your family you're gonna take a little little time off however the one person who did agree to go was co-star christopher walken oh shit bad idea bad idea (laughs) real bad idea Uh, I think they actually had planned this like a week ahead or a few weeks ahead. Um, it wasn't like a complete last minute thing. It seemed like people, some people agreed to go and then everyone kind of started dropping out. Um, oh, okay. So it wasn't just going to be the three no, of them. No, she didn't just say, okay. let's just invite this guy. Like, oink, yeah. oink, oink, oink. No. 
Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people kind of backed out. And I did read somewhere, um, Christopher Walken is married at this point, and mm. there's not anything that explains why his wife was not with him. I think, here's what I think. I think he was in town to do something regarding filming, um, so maybe he wasn't really planning on, like, he, he, I don't think he resided in, like, Los Angeles or anything or Hollywood or whatever. Oh, um, okay. So he was just kind of, like, in town that weekend for something. Um, so she, mm. she invited him, like, you're going to be alone for Thanksgiving. Like, just stay, come, come hang out with us. We're going to go on our yacht. It should be a good time. Yeah, we're all friends here. We're no big deal. Friends. My husband's an asshole that followed someone with a gun. <laughs> I don't think she knew about that, but uh, we all mm-hmm. know now. Yeah, I'm sure Warren <laughs> Beatty was like, excuse me? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> is he dead? I don't think so. Okay, well, maybe he is like wondering what the fuck. <laughs> what yeah, the like, fuck, Robert? Uh, right? Like, I thought we were bros. Maybe not. <laughs> Probably not. Um, Probably not. So their yacht captain, Dennis DeVerne, had asked Natalie a few times, are you sure you want to go out that weekend due to the expected rough sailing conditions? And she kept saying, yes, we're going. We already arranged it. Chris Walken is coming. Like, we're going. Chris Walken. Chris Walken. (gasps) Dark waters. Oh, my God, Lisa. Well, Paige. Let's keep. Let's keep going. (laughs) I love you so much. That freaked me out. I was like, hold on. What? There is a psychic thing. (laughs) There's a psychic thing. Anyway, so just before they left, Natalie's eldest daughter, Natasha, I want to say she was like 11-ish, maybe. Uh, She begged her mom not to go, but couldn't give a reason why. Natalie's like, no, no, no. Like, we made this plan. We're going. Like, you're going to go hang out with your friends. I'm going to go on this yacht with, you know, stepdad and Chris Walken. Great. Yeah. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) So in the podcast... Fatal Voyage, where I got a lot of information, um, really focuses on this case very well. They interviewed the captain, Dennis DeVerne, so this information comes a lot from him. So take it with a grain of sea salt, you know, whatever. (laughs) Uh, uh, He said when they all boarded the ship, RJ was showing Chris Walken around and was bragging about how great and technologically advanced their yacht was, kind of like showing Chris that he was the man of the ship or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Calm down, Robert Wagner. Right. It's a yacht. De- okay. De- Depuff your chest. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Dennis said that Chris wasn't actually impressed. He was like, uh, okay, whatever. You're just, you're being dickish about this whole situation, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but you know how it is when someone's like bragging about shit and you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Good for so you. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's kind of how it was going down. Uh, so Walken and RJ got into an argument of some sort about Natalie. Um, no, I'm sorry. Let me repeat that. Walken and RJ got into an argument of some sort and Natalie didn't want to be a part, didn't want to be like a part of it. And she's like, I got to get off this yacht. So she asked the captain Dennis, uh, to take her to a motel on the Island. Uh, they went leaving RJ and Walken on the yacht and oh, didn't, shit. Yeah, <laughs> let them battle it out. Uh, yeah. Dennis says in an interview that he and Natalie actually got separate rooms, but ended up just hanging out in her room all night. He says they were just friends and nothing inappropriate happened betwixt them. Uh, betwixt. Betwixt. Uh, the nice. next. <laughs> I'll have a Twix right about now. Mm. <laughs> Hungry? Grab a Twix instead of a Snickers. <laughs> I'll, I'll go for the, the right Twix. You can have the left. Okay. All right, deal. Okay. So the next morning, Dennis and Natalie decide to go to go back to the yacht and carry on with the weekend, hoping everyone had cooled down from the night before. 
they made some breakfast and seemed to have a nice day. Uh, oh. As the evening approached, Natalie wanted to go to the restaurant on the island for happy hour, but RJ was like fishing or something and wasn't ready to go. So Walken and Natalie take a boat over to the restaurant on the island. Oh, bad idea. He got a jealous... I mean, it's not her fault. I'm not saying she shouldn't have done it because Mm. he would be jealous, but it's like, that's just asking for him to be jealous. Well, I think think she asked him, like, hey, I'm ready to go. Like, are you ready to go to the restaurant? Like, let's go for happy hour. And he's like, no, I'm still fishing. Like, I want to stay here and fish. She's like, okay, well, we're just going to pop over there to... Like, that's what I think happened. It's kind of how it's Mm -hmm. explained in a few different sources. Anyways, um, but by the time RJ and Dennis had joined them, there were a few drinks in, um... Natalie and Walken. Chris. Chris. Our friend Chris. Our friend Chris. <laughs> Good friend Chris. He's been on the show before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of our special guests. Yes. So several sources say RJ got jealous that Walken and Natalie were, like, laughing together. And and he started an argument, but it all calmed down. Like, something kind of started, and then it kind of, like, you know, simmered down. Okay, good. Yeah, grab a drink. Sit chill down. out. Have something to eat. You're probably hangry. Grab oh. a Snickers or a Twix. Grab a Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> you're not you when you're hungry. Obviously. You're RJ. You're, RJ. you're Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, Lordy Lou. If they did that commercial, there would be some suing going on. Lawsuits Ooh. out the wazoo. I'd like it, though. It would be funny. <laughs> So all four of them had dinner and drank some more. When they left around 10.30 p.m., the restaurant's manager was kind of worried that they wouldn't make it back safely to the yacht because they all seemed to be intoxicated. So he asked the Harbor Patrol to make sure they made it back to the yacht, and they did. Okay. Yeah. Mm. But here's my thing. Okay, if you're the captain of a ship, even if you're not sailing, I'd still want to be semi-sober for this. You know? Right. Eh. I mean, like, a little bit of a DD. Like, we need somebody to stay sober. (laughs) (laughs) Hit. His name is Dennis Deverne, so he is the DD. <laughs> when you said that, I'm like, you're like the DD. I'm like, yeah, Dennis Deverne, yeah. And they, I really have designated driver. Gotcha. Oh, designated driver. No, that's hilarious. And he, he rejected it. He's like, no, I'm having a drink. My name does not define me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it did not. No. <laughs> so once back on the yacht, they opened more wine bottles and kept drinking. But another argument broke out amongst the group. <sighs> there is a threshold. I mean, or certain people anyway, when yeah. they start drinking, they get angry. They Some people get sad. That's Some me. people get giggly. Yeah. You get sad. I think, I feel like I wrote it somewhere in this episode, but now I have oh, to. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like for me. Um... Oh, oh, I wrote it. I... You know what? I didn't write it in this episode. I wrote it to one of our Patreons about what affects me. <laughs> <laughs> I said beer makes me tired, wine makes me weepy, whiskey makes me frisky, and I'm being serious. And cocktails just make me want to talk. Oh, okay. So cocktails are the good things for our podcast. I think so, <laughs> unless you're trying to sleep with me, which you're not. Mm. Only my husband. You will pour the whiskey. I will get frisky. <laughs> I mean, I have Does to cut peanut that. butter whiskey count. Yes. Oh, I'll pour you some rainbow whiskey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so like I said, they got into another argument. One version, I don't know which one's true. I've heard two things. So one version says that Walken made a comment about being a working parent away from their children for an extended period. For an extended period, like Natalie had done, and RJ got mad. But Walken apologized, and they moved on from that. But another version is that RJ accused Walken of wanting to seduce and sleep with Natalie. 
I'm not sure which one is the truth, though. But more than likely, let's let's kind of take into account. RJ's a jealous guy, yeah, according to sources. So far, yeah, according mm-hmm. to sources and himself and himself to be sure. Yeah. Um. So it might be the latter of the two. You right. Know. Okay. So now I found more varying accounts about who went to bed first. Some say Natalie and Dennis went to their respective rooms while RJ and Walken stayed up a little longer. Other accounts say Walken went to bed and Natalie and RJ fought some more and then she went to bed alone, leaving Dennis and RJ together up for a little bit longer. Either way, the main takeaway from all this is they all agree Natalie went to bed alone. Oh, okay. 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 I see. So that's the thing to remember. She's alone. Yes. So when RJ went back to their room a little bit later, Natalie wasn't there. I believe this was around 11 p.m. You know what? RJ sounds like one of these guys who, or girls, people, one of these people who's in a friend group that's like, everybody wants him to come. They show up. They're great before they start to get too hammered. And then after that, it's like, I just wish that they would leave. Or you're like, oh, maybe you want to slow down. You sure you want another one? Oh, okay. Uh, There's nothing worse (laughs) than getting into a fight at a party. Oh, it's so awful. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're the life of the party, and then they kill the party. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, God. Okay. One too many. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so, like I said, RJ went back to their room. Natalie wasn't there. This was around 11 p.m. RJ and Dennis went searching, on, went searching for her on the boat, but they couldn't find her. Then they noticed the dinghy was gone. Do you know what a dinghy is? Sounds like a little boat. It's a little boat, yes. Little okay, boat. okay. A dinky dinghy, yes. Dinky dinghy. <laughs> at first they thought well maybe she took it to get back to the island to stay at the hotel again but natalie was deathly afraid of water remember her mom's psychic reading like that was very unlikely that's what she had done but what other explanation could it be what other explanation could it be i don't know she doesn't even know how to swim she doesn't know how to swim so she gotta be careful gotta be very careful so dennis says he urged rj to call for help but that RJ said they should look in the water themselves as they wouldn't want to alert other boats around them and worry people. Uh, it would be another few hours before RJ calls the Coast Guard. <clears throat> oh. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know. Cause Maybe I, that makes sense. Because, like, what if she's, like, hanging out in the boat, the dinghy, and you, yeah. you called, and then all of a sudden it gets around Hollywood and the you know, newspapers and whatever that they got in a fight and she got in a boat alone or something. You know, I don't know. I don't know what would have yeah. been said. But yeah, that's yeah, that's that makes sense. His though. reasoning, I guess. Uh, so when the Coast Guard and Harbor Patrol began searching, they ended up finding the dinghy, but no Natalie. Oh shit! It's all all alone. Bye dinghy. Bye dinghy. It just went off by itself. Arriva Dirty dinghy. <laughs> so after a little while, one of the searchers saw what they described as a small red bubble floating on the surface. Uh, of the water about 100 yards from the shoreline. It was Natalie's red down jacket. And oh. beneath the jacket was Natalie. Oh, shit. She was wearing a, like I said, a down jacket, a flannel nightgown, and socks. What the fuck? She was not planning to go somewhere. She was uh, 43 years old. Oh, my God. So, Okay, so she was pulled from the water, and because the water was so cold, rigor mortis hadn't set in. They 
one of the guys who I think pulled her from the water described like I guess they re- will remove like jewelry and stuff like that to keep it safe. Um, oh. And they said he took off some rings on her fingers to like secure them, um, and he said her fingers were still very pliable. Okay, so. they weren't stiff yet. Mm-mm. Okay. So, <clears throat> what was I saying? Okay, so, uh, when RJ was notified, he didn't say much. Uh, when RJ and Walken talked to the person who found Natalie, they both said they don't know what happened for sure, but that she must have slipped into the water while trying to secure the dinghy. It's reported that the dinghy might have been knocking on the side of the boat, like it was kind of loose and, like, knocking on the side of the boat, making noise, while Natalie was trying to sleep. Uh, Mm. So she had gone out there to tie it more securely and fell into the water. But some have wondered, wouldn't Natalie have just asked Dennis to do it or one of the other guys? Like, why would she go do it? She doesn't like the water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, she doesn't like the water. Mm -mm. She wouldn't get close to it. No, she would never swim in the water. Um, I believe in an interview, the captain, Dennis DeVern, said that, like, he hung out a lot with Natalie on the boat because she wouldn't want to get in the water like RJ and his the kids they go swimming in the water and she would just like sun herself or hang out in like the room with dennis or wherever they were um so he's like yeah she would never never do that yeah it doesn't sound like it Mm -mm. she's been afraid of water her whole life whole life so when one of the rescue team asked rj to come identify the body he said no and he asked dennis to go do it rj got in a helicopter and went back to la he had the captain do it. That's strange. I, yeah, a lot of people think that too. So mm. Lana Wood, Natalie's sister, recalls how she found out about her sister's death. She said that night she couldn't sleep and neither could her mother. I guess they were, I guess the mother was like staying with her at that time. Um, <clears throat> she said that they stayed up most of the night drinking tea and just talking. Lana says after oh. she finally went to bed, she was awoken by a phone call from a friend. Friend said something to the effect of, I'm sorry to hear about Natalie's death. And Lana's like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's fine. She's on a boat. The friend was like, turn on the TV. And that's oh. how she found out. That's oh, got to be shitty, that's right? bad. That is bad. She's like, no, no, no. Everything's fine. It's fucked up. Yeah, the poor family. Uh, Natalie was buried in the Westwood Village Memorial Park Cemetery in L.A. Many famous names attended her funeral, like Elizabeth Taylor. That I couldn't remember her name. Uh, Rock Hudson, Fred Astaire, Mm. Gene Kelly, Gregory Peck, and Frank Sinatra, among others. Frank Sinatra. I think they... Shit. But I think they ended up being, like, friends. Like, I think they were Mm -hmm. cool with each other, but I think it's still kind of creepy. Can you hear that dog barking? Yes. That's not even my dog. No, yeah, I was like, that's not Boo. (laughs) That might be because Boo's outside using the potty. Oh. Oh, okay. Let me I've t- got dogs playing in the living room. I hope you can't hear that. <laughs> no, I can't hear anything. It's funny, though, is the Boo wouldn't come inside earlier, so Kyle took one of her squeaky toys and squeaked it, and all the dogs in the neighborhood started barking. <laughs> <laughs> I said, damn it, Kyle. Now all the dogs are upset. They're like, where's that squeaker? Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> Get it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're just going to keep going. Uh, yeah. So the investigation into her death wasn't, overly extensive um according to a lot of sources some believe it's because hmm. investigators are trying to give special treatment to a celebrity you know what i mean rj yeah yeah like why would anyone on board want to hurt natalie like that can't be it 
Of course not. Not her previously ex-husband that she got remarried to again that mm. used to be very jealous and got in a few fights with Christopher Walken over that same weekend. And <laughs> You know what? You know, I was thinking about that. If, if that had been me, if I had been a guest on a boat with a married couple and we all started getting in fights, I think I would take my happy ass back to the island or whatever yeah. and be like, look, I'm just going to stay in a hotel. I will get a charter boat to come get me or a helicopter yeah. or some I'll shit. I'll take the ferry, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I'm not going to deal gonna with just this. This seems like y'all have your own issues. I'm not going to deal with it. Like, no, stop. Oh, my God. Yeah. How awkward would that be? So awkward. So awkward. Yeah. I have been in the middle of, like, I haven't been a part of the argument, but I've been around arguing couples, and I'm like, I'm going to peace out, y'all. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm just going to, well, look at the time. (laughs) See, crust out. (laughs) Anyways. Is he going to show up in this story, too? No, I'm just kidding. He will not. Thank goodness. (laughs) um okay so yeah so they're like why would anyone want to hurt natalie or but maybe someone on board had the power they you know they might have pressured investigators to overlook some things if you know what i mean yeah like rj possibly so the coroner the medical examiner coroner whatever uh was dr thomas noguchi aka the coroner to the stars Oh, there's a corner to the stars? Damn, there's everything to the stars. <laughs> there is. He participated in the autopsies of many celebrities. Some of note are Janis Joplin, Marilyn Monroe, Robert F. Kennedy, and someone else we've talked about on this show. Someone famous? Is it Bob Kane? No. <laughs> Bob Crane? Not, well, it, maybe. <laughs> the only person I can remember right no, no, now. No, you're fine. Uh, Elmer McCurdy, the traveling oh corpse. Oh, my God. Oh my God! Now I'm starting to remember because you in that episode you were like, and this guy did you, you you go through a list of all the autopsies he'd done? You know what's funny? So when I was like researching this, I was like, you know what? Let me go back and look because I'm like Thomas Noguchi. I don't think that's who the coroner was, but when I went and looked, it was somebody else. However, I huh. think multiple people worked <clears throat> on Elmer McCurdy. There was more people, but oh. I think I only notated the other guy instead of Thomas Noguchi. So okay, okay, never mind then. Yeah, but anyways, but yes, he he Thomas Noguchi did do a lot of um, work with celebrity cases. He also worked on a pathologist team that worked on Jack the Ripper's victims' case. That's awesome. Yeah. So he wasn't <laughs> technically like the medical examiner, but he did work on a pathologist team. So that's kind of interesting. I thought that would that is tickle you a little bit. I'm tickled. Did you see me get all tickled? I saw, I you, like, I saw you wiggle a little bit there. Yeah. <laughs> so Dr. Noguchi's findings were this. Accidental drowning, likely due to intoxication. Mm, okay. I mean, they had been getting wasted, like swiggity, swiggity, wasted. You said it. Her blood alcohol level was 0. 0.14. Uh, you, at the time, it was actually 0. 0.10. It was like intoxicated. Um, but this would have been equal to about seven to eight glasses of wine. So that's okay. like two and a half bottles. Pretty good. Pretty wasted. Yes. Yes. Um, to be fair. To be very fair. Uh, there was a scrape-like bruise on her cheek, but Noguchi said it was likely from the side of the boat, like hitting the side of the boat as she fell, and it possibly rendered her unconscious. Mm, okay. I mean, it sounds like something that could happen 
I mean, a lot of things sound like something that could happen. Let's be real. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like, it's a, that's your theory. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened. <laughs> now, Dr. Noguchi wasn't always liked by Hollywood because he would do these press conferences and give out information that would anger other celebrities. I believe he said of, gosh, I can't remember the guy's name, but of another celebrity, he said who died, that they were intoxicated at the time of their death. Like he got drunk, like fell and hit his head and he bled to death. Like, damn. He was very, I guess, willing to give out information. And I can understand, like, why maybe celebrities weren't so happy with that. Because it sounds better to say Natalie slipped and fell rather than she was so drunk she slipped and fell to her death. Like, yeah, what a lush, you know. Right. Let's leave out some details here. That's what they mm. think. It's like, they like, don't want them to keep know. Keep it private. But he was like, well, the public wants answers and I'm going to give them answers. Okay. You do you, boo. <laughs> exactly. But trying not to rock the boat, no pun intended, he may have oh, overlooked shit. some things during the autopsy. Overlooked. E- either on purpose or on accident, we're not really sure. Um, Noguchi admits late, years later that he did not scrape under Natalie's nails for foreign tissue samples. Oh. Um they were saying that if she had been in an altercation with a person, maybe she had gotten, you know, skin cells under her nails. Or it's also said that when she fell, she fell next to the dinghy and she was clawing, trying to get into it and hold on to it. And maybe some of the, I don't know, dinghy material could have, or something could have gotten under her nails that would have proven that she was trying to hold on to the, the raft, essentially the boat. Yeah, that's true. He should have mm-hmm. checked the fingernails because you never know. Absolutely. So, but would the water wash it out? That's my mm, other thing. It's like I don't. I, I will be honest. I've got my hands dirty. I might have dug in some dirt, and you go wash your hands. Unless you have a brush scrubber to go under your nails, it does stay there. Oh my god, you're so right. I didn't even think about it. Right now, I've got like doggy dirt under my nails. You know, you really yeah. get in there and start scratching. It's like you start to get their shit in your nails. Yeah, <laughs> all the things they pick up now are under your nails. There you go. Yes, yes, and it doesn't come out unless you get the brush. That's right. You're right. You're right. When I'm right, I'm right. Yeah, and you are always right. Oh, I wouldn't go that far, but thank you. I love you for it. <laughs> I love you too. In 2011, the autopsy report was changed to drowning and other undetermined factors whoa that's a long time later too it is a very long time later (laughs) actually it came out later also that a woman named marilyn wayne and her family were on a yacht not far from the splendor that night oh really Uh did they get to see something here's something marilyn claims she heard a woman crying for help oh god okay Okay, was there a lot of yachts out there? Or just the I two don't of them? know. I don't know. She and her husband tried to spot the woman in the water crying, uh, but couldn't. They said they tried calling Harbor Patrol multiple times, but no one was picking up. She said after 15 oh. to 30 minutes, the woman's cries stopped. <laughs> and I think, I don't remember, I think it was her, her husband, and her son were on board, and they were trying to find this woman. Um, but... And I think one of them suggested, like, hey, why don't I jump in the water and try and find them? But, like, no, the water's freaking cold. You're going to die of hypothermia. Anyways. And choppy, I assume. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be raining that weekend, too. So I don't know. Um, And this was late at night, I assume, when they heard the screaming. I think around 11, 1130 ish. 
Um, mm. So when it came out that Na- it was Natalie Wood who had drowned close by, Marilyn went to the investigators, but they kind of turned her away and said, look, everything's under control. We got everything we need. You don't need to, you know, we don't need to interview you. So she should have taken a statement. (laughs) She thought she had got, they'd gotten it all figured out. Like whatever happened, that's cool. Um, Mm -hmm. When she heard the finding, she was really concerned. But Marilyn claims that a few days after, uh, she got a threatening note that read, if you value your life, keep quiet about what you know. What the fuck? And she doesn't even really know anything. She just knows that she heard screaming. Yeah. Crying in the water. Someone saying, help me, I'm drowning. Yeah. So, there's two theories. One is that she fell overboard, possibly while intoxicated. Well, definitely while intoxicated, because you Mm -hmm. could prove that. That was provable. Um, She was drunk, yes. And she fell overboard while trying to tie the dinghy a little closer. Or someone had pushed her, probably Robert Wagner. Theories. Allegedly. I'm not saying anything happened. That's what I would have said as well. <laughs> Just from the information I have, mm-hmm. it sounds like something that would have happened. And he was super drunk, too. Oh, they were all drunk. Time. They were all fucking drunk. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways. In 2011, after 30 years, the case of Natalie Wood's death was reopened. Whoa, what? Yep. This was following new information given by Dennis Deverne, the yacht's captain, and by the urging of Lana Wood, Natalie's sister. And a few other people were like, you need to reopen this and look into it a little more carefully. Oh, my God. So Dennis says he withheld truths regarding the events of that night because he was pressured by uh, RJ and his lawyers and stuff like that. Oh, DD, you let me down. (laughs) (laughs) So RJ was never a suspect, but now at this point he is called a person of interest in this case. And that's why it's important that he's still alive. That's interesting. Yep. So here's something I thought, and then I guess a lot of people thought the same thing. Christopher Walken isn't really saying much about this. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, when you said, oh, Christopher Walken was on the boat, I was like, hold on. I didn't know that he was involved in some sort of, you know, high profile true crime case. Yeah. Uh, he really does not talk to the public about it or the media or whatever. Um, but there was an interview that he gave in 1997 for Playboy magazine where this is probably, this is probably the most he's ever said about the events of that night. Okay. It's not a lot, but it's probably the most he's ever said. He said, quote, anybody there saw the logistics of the boat the night we were there that it was raining and would know exactly what happened. You hear about things happening to people. They slip in bathtubs, fall down the stairs, step off a curb in London because they think that the car, the cars come the other way and they die. And you feel like, or yeah, you feel like you want to die making an effort at something. You don't want to die in some unnecessary way. That's all he said? That's what he said about all this? That's kind of the most he's ever said. And every time I've seen other things, when people ask him, he's like, I'm not talking about this. Like, this is long gone, over, done. We're not talking about this. Okay. Dude. <laughs> I mean, the fact the, the that's such a weird way of putting it. It's almost like he's trying to dispense it by saying, like, I'm not going to give any definitive answers about anything. I'm just going to talk generally about how accidents happen, and it sucks. 
but he never said it was an accident or it wasn't. He kind of alluded to it, but didn't actually come out and say that. So, yeah. I'm going to give you my final thoughts real quick. Please. So, I think it's really hard to reopen a case like this after 30 years. I feel like as an investigative team, they should have looked into this immediately and thoroughly because I doubt they'll find any evidence. I don't know if they exhumed Natalie's body, if they would find any usable evidence like underneath her nails. Unless someone on board yeah. confesses to pushing her or knocking her out, I don't think they're going to know for certain how this how she ended up in the water. I think that's just, that's it. There's not yeah, going to be a, I don't, this won't be solved unless someone confessed. Yeah, yeah, unless somebody, like, was holding on, like, maybe Robert Wagner had somebody hold on to some evidence and, like, hold it out of sight, out of public sight mm-hmm. or something, and that comes out? Yeah. Maybe. But, or I say Robert Wagner because I think he might be guilty, but it could be anything. Could be, yeah. Ooh. Maybe it was DD. Fuck that guy. Maybe he's the one who did it. <laughs> Maybe, but, but I mean, like, okay, if you're going to blame someone besides Natalie just being drunk and falling, there's right. three people that you really need to mm-hmm. look into. And could be. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Could be with walking. Maybe it was Christopher for walking. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> and the podcast I listened to, Fatal Voyage, um, they kind of hinted, alluded very loosely, like you had to be listening to get it. But they kind of oh. were like, when Natalie and Dennis went to shore to go to the hotel or whatever, it left RJ and walking alone. And they almost alluded to, well, we don't know what they did on the ship by themselves. Like, like, come on. Um, I don't, I really don't think so. I don't know, man. They've been arguing. They like, it was like Robert hated him. Mm -hmm. But maybe it was one of those, like, he doth protest too much. He really liked (laughs) him in the end. I don't know. Interesting. I mean, we've never heard anything else about Christopher Walken. No having anything like that i i feel like i could be wrong i don't know much about him but i feel like he's just been married this whole time yeah i think he's still married to the same woman i don't know but um yeah yeah so what do you think Paige? allegedly please cover our asses carefully i I have to say allegedly because he's still alive but (laughs) i do think it is something to do at least he knows more than he's saying i think robert wagner needs to you know say something he, um, I know he put in his autobiography a little bit about it, but obviously he's not going to, you know, implicate himself in anything. But he's also said he's willing to participate openly and honestly in the investigation that's open, which if it reopened okay. in 2011, I haven't heard much other than a little bit about what her sister Lana Wood has to say about her new book about, like, um... Kirk Douglas raping her and stuff like that so I don't know if there's a lot more to say or to be found out like I know the boat is still in existence and has a different owner and is has been willing to let them search the boat but I'm like what are are you gonna find after 30 years way too long like are you gonna find like a scuff mark where her like slipper you know pushed I, I don't know like I don't think they're gonna find anything I don't know how it would literally way too have long. to be someone confessing. That's it. That's all there is left That's of just it. solving this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. I guess it is possible that she did somehow like slip 
and fall off the boat because mm-hmm. she was super drunk. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it was choppy waters. Um, so maybe she lost balance. And she was already in her pajamas, so she probably had already gone to bed. Maybe it was groggy. I'm not saying yeah. it, if it had been wet or something for some reason. If it had been raining, yeah, it's slippery as shit. Yeah. Yeah, you're in your slippers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. She said You said she socks. was in her slippers. She's wearing are... socks, yeah. Oh, socks. Even worse. Still. Those things are slippery as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Can't grip. Nope. But... So it could be that she did slip and fall and, you know, whatever, and the whole dinghy thing. I don't know. But that's what it seems like to me is that the, this whole dinghy story, like, oh, she went to go untie the dinghy and retie it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that sounds like somebody saying, oh, well, I accidentally or I, I in a fit of rage, pushed her over. Mm-hmm. Let me untie the dinghy and make up this whole story and be like, I don't know what happened. She must have taken the dinghy yeah oh so actually on that front i thought i wrote it down but i guess i must have deleted it or something uh when they were talking to robert wagner about what happened he's like well we thought she took it to go like party hopping on another boat because like she that's how she was like yeah something to that effect of like oh yeah she kind of like she likes to get around but he's like yeah she went to go party on or screw around on other boats or something like that and they're like no absolutely not she was afraid of the water why would she go like i'm gonna go sail over there to that boat in the middle of the night in my pajamas and you know yeah that makes in no my sense. Pa- exactly she's in her pajamas she's not looking to party no absolutely not <laughs> no. I, i'm not getting in my flannel nightgown socks and a down jacket to go party hop i just i'm not <laughs> no right it's not like a sexy negligee with a little sexy robe over no. it or something which i would also not be wearing to go partying but it's a flannel like you're not looking your your most party going no. you know Mm-mm. so anyways that's all i have for you about the mysterious death of Actress Natalie Wood. Damn, girl. All right. I think we know who did it. <laughs> if somebody indeed did it, I think we know who might have been. It might have been. But whatever. we can't prove it. We're not. Yeah, we. There, I don't think they're ever going to prove it. It was Warren Beatty. <laughs> Pretty sure it wasn't. But you, you never know. You never know. He could have been on a neighboring boat and like, I, I don't know, had like a t-shirt launcher and like popped her and she fell over i don't know did they find a random t-shirt floating he came over in his dinghy got her in her dinghy and whoa (laughs) going somewhere else well all right well you know what that's our episode page indeed (laughs) thank you guys for listening if you like what you heard maybe you'd like to join our patreon we have three great tiers to choose from and plenty of perky perks like our newest show dolly docs where we watch a cool True crime docuseries. I got it right this you time. Got it. I got it right. No more cocky series. <laughs> uh, we'll break it down into companion episodes. And we have been listening, watching, discussing the jinx. Yes, we have. And it jinxed us. Might have. But don't forget our show, Dolls After Dark, where we both come with topics to discuss. And then we get dark, but mostly silly. And that's also on Patreon. So if you like our regular episodes, come join our Dolly community on Patreon. The links are in our show notes. That is right. And speaking of checking things out, check out our socials. Come over to see us on Instagram at Near Death Dolls Podcast. Tweet us on the Twitter at Near Death Dolls. We have a TikTok account where we need to add a few more things. We're working on it. We got some cool stuff in the works. Uh, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah, but (laughs) we have some good stuff already. Just search Near Death Dolls uh, Podcast and you'll find us. We're also on Tumblr 
at neardeathdolls.tumblr.com. And if you want to help a doll out, subscribe and leave us a review, please. 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 Pop that P. Please. 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 I'm okay with you popping my pee. Anyway, <laughs> so as always, darling dolls, be good to each other. Oh my gosh, until next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. A special thanks to Sam Hears for our art and music. If you'd like to see more from him, check out the links in our show notes. 